That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Circa. Love the world you live in and we'll help you explore it. makes me a good travel writer is I'm a hustler. I'm good at rooting out stuff. I'm good. I always file my copy on time. I'm very persistent. Like for me, I'm not a good travel writer because I'm the best writer out there. I know plenty of really, really good writers, but I'm a good travel writer because I know how to seek out things. I'm not afraid to ask for contacts. I'm like single-minded in that fact. I keep on trying. I don't give up easy. The tenacious Nicole Trilvest there, our Circa expert for this journey series on travel writing. I had so many great conversations with Nicole from her home in London, and she taught me so much about writing and a lot about this industry that I'd never really thought about. So that's what this series is all about. If you're an inspiring travel writer, you're in the right place. In this episode, Nicole opens up about the travel writing community incredible and valuable resources to help you land that elusive top contact at a magazine, and the world of Facebook networking. Plus using Twitter to find jobs and waiting for that perfect time to send your pitch. So much great advice here. So without further ado, the insightful and brilliant Nicole Chilavas. Within the travel writing community, there's people of, of all kinds, and it's very much one of those situations where your vibe attracts your tribe. So if you're somebody who likes to work really solo and is a, is a lone wolf, there's plenty of those kind of people. But if you're on the other side of the spectrum and you're really happy to share gigs and share your experiences and, and you know, want to be social with each other, there's plenty of those people. And I definitely fall into that section. If you open up my Facebook right now, I mean, what you see is you'll, you'll see sort of my proverbial water cooler. So you'll see a story of a journalist who uh, recently was published on her goal publication and she's just uh, doing a byline brag. Uh, you'll see a post about a travel editor job that um, somebody posted saying, check out this cool job, somebody apply for it. You'll see a call for stories for um, the travel section of a major newspaper by an editor. You'll see a warning from someone else to avoid a certain PR person because of unprofessional behavior. You'll see posts from my favorite travel magazines, um, someone asking for a media contact for a destination. So this is really the closest thing I have to an office place. And this is how where I find my camaraderie and my connections. It's really through uh, social media these days. And it's really important to have a community as a travel writer because you cannot complain about this job to just anyone. <laughs> but there's um, plenty of networks out there 
My go-to ones are on Facebook. There's a bunch of communities called binders. So it will be binders full of travel writers or binders full of editors or binders full of pitching questions, that kind of thing. A lot of them are secret groups. You have to ask to be added to them. So um, the best way to find networks for other writers is to ask writers, basically, to say, what do you use? Because, I mean, there's there's something for everyone, too. There's there's a really great uh, company called Trav Media, T-R-A-V Media, and they do a conference every year, and they also have a database. It's just sort of like a network platform where you can sign up and show your stories, or um, you can go to their conference and meet other travel writers and meet tourism boards or hotels that want to promote their product. So that's a really great spot to meet people as well in the community. There's a bunch of really good newsletters that um, travel writers might want to sign up to. One of them is Talking Travel Writing. That sort of starts from the basics and goes all the way up to, to the more advanced stuff. There's also a newsletter that comes out every week called Freelance Writing Jobs. And that's not travel writing specific, but it's um, a newsletter of all the freelance writing jobs that people are promoting that week. Um, so someone collects them all and puts them together and sends them out in a newsletter, which is really great. Another one similar to that is James at PitchWiz. He does the same thing. So if you just Google these names, you'll usually see um, a sign up for the newsletters. And usually when I see an editor is looking for stories, I don't pitch them right away because I see that everyone else is pitching them right away. So I usually wait a few weeks, save the newsletter and then pitch them if the editor's looking for pieces right away for their December issue, you know, go ahead and pitch. But otherwise, I usually hold off, wait till the influx of people. An editor will say on Twitter, she'll um, do like a hashtag call for pitches. And um, he or she will say, listen, I need uh, destination store features for the December issue. This is what works. This is what doesn't work. Here are our white writer guidelines. Here are our, um, our rates. That's kind of best case scenario where she gives you, he or she gives you all the information at once. Then somebody will find that Twitter, that, that tweet, and then they'll put it in a newsletter. And then that newsletter goes out to everybody. And that's when the editor is going to get inundated with emails. So I usually hold off when something like that happens, unless it's uh, time sensitive. We'll be back after the break with more words of wisdom from Nicole Trillivas on this writer's journey. See you in a sec. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. I surround myself with people who are really open and who pass on gigs. My train of thought is there's plenty of room at the top for everyone. I'm not interested in people who hoard their contacts, who don't share their sources. I, I think if you share your contacts, you're in such a better position. So, so a lot of people don't. There's a lot of Facebook groups where you can't even ask on Facebook for editorial contacts because people feel like those are my hard-earned editorial contacts. For me, if I give you the editor of travel and leisure. To me, I'm not opening any doors. <laughs> I'm just telling you, this is the editor to pitch. So I don't understand necessarily why people hoard that information. 
if you Google Condé Nast Traveler masthead, you're going to find out who the editors are. Or if you go into a news agent and you look at the magazines, you can find out who the editors are from there. And it's pretty easy to figure out. Twitter's a great resource for this as well. Um, if I'm looking for an updated editorial contact, because obviously online, the it's not always the most um, up-to-date information. But if I go on Twitter, I, I search under profile, and then I can see whoever has that magazine listed in their profile. And a lot of the times it's um, an editor saying features editor of this magazine, or maybe it's formally of this magazine, but then you can see who they're writing for now. So it's just a good way to, to, to keep up to date with things. And I just have a document on my desktop where I have all the editors listed that I can pitch, that I know who are commissioning or who are not commissioning. Or, you know, if if I pitched them recently and they said, oh, we're not taking pitches right now, try again in a few months, I add a little note there. So um, a lot of these Facebook groups, too, have these kind of documents that are easily accessible and, and everyone contributes to them. The community is really funny, though. On uh, the press trips I go on, a lot of times I ask, I'll always say, you know, what's your worst press trip or what's your, you know, what, what kind of interesting experiences that you have? And um, everyone has these legendary cautionary tales about journalists behaving badly on press trips or even PR people behaving badly on press trips or press trips that become this absolute nightmare. There's um, this legendary story about a journalist who brought her curtains with her on a press trip and put them in the hotel dry cleaning (laughs) in order to get them cleaned for free. And I mean, this story has literally hit every major (laughs) editor's desk. That's how legendary this story is. There's really, this this community attracts all sorts of people. You have to decide when you're going into it what who you want to be. And your vibe attracts your tribe. So what vibe you want to put out, what do you want to be known as? And it's a small community. So you really, I really implore you to keep that in mind and know who you are when you're going into it because word gets around. <laughs> you don't want to be curtains, lady. <laughs> I was on a press trip just recently, the Monaco one, where there was this one journalist on the trip and he found out that I wrote for the magazine he was writing for. And the first thing he said to me was, oh, well, you better not steal my slot in that magazine. And I was just like, you know, internal eye roll, like what a terrible attitude to have. And then later in the week, because I actually was on two back-to-back press trips, later in the week, I met this other journalist and he was so forthcoming. He was like, Oh, you know who pays really well? This publication. This is the editor's name. Email him. This is what he likes. And he was amazing. And already this week, I had an editor email me about writing a story, and I just didn't have the bandwidth to take it on. And I said, do you need a recommendation? And I passed on the recommendation to this guy. So that's that's the way I like to work. If you do a favor for someone, people don't like to naturally feel indebted. So what they do is they repay that favor twice fold or, you know, three times fold. Like it's, and that, that's not the reason to do good things, but I, my belief is pass things on and they will come back to you and, and don't even worry about it. You don't know how it's going to come back to you, but it's going to come back to you. So that's, that's what I do. And that's what works for me. 
Also, I will say it's really important to know when to step out of the way when the story isn't yours to tell. Well, for example, an editor came to me and asked me to write about LGBTQ plus events in London around Pride, and that's not my story to tell. I said, you know, oh, um, I, I won't be able to take this one on, but can I pass you on to a writer that I think would be perfect for this? So it's really important to step out of the way when it's not your story to tell. I use Twitter, and you can search for the hashtags call for pitches or the hashtag journal request. Those are usually for editors who, when they want um, stories pitched to them immediately, they'll use those. Uh, Twitter's really useful in finding the right editor and finding new editors. For example, I recently started writing about private aviation, so I would just search on Twitter in people's profiles for profiles that had the word aviation editor in it. Um, it's also great for following other freelancers to see who they're writing for because that means that those publications are commissioning and also to support them. It's always great to read other freelancers' work, especially online, because then they're getting more clicks. Um, another travel resource is writer's guidelines. Ask editors, um, or you can even ask other writers uh, if they have writer's guidelines and where to find them. Look online for them. Um, search for mastheads if you're looking for editors. Um, also, uh, you can ask to be added to travel PR agencies newsletter list or news list. But if you um, if you look at your favorite hotel, usually they have some kind of press or media contact listed on the website. If you shoot that um, email address, a letter and just say who's handling your PR, they usually will direct you into the right person. Sometimes it's done in-house, sometimes it's done externally. And then once you get that email, you can say, listen, I'm a travel writer, please can you add me to your news list? That's how I first started and that's how I first got invited onto press trips. There's this great app called the Hemingway app, and it sort of strips back your writing and makes it very declarative and clear, like the way Hemingway would write. I use Grammarly all the time. I don't know what I would do without Grammarly. I know when I read my work back, I, I, I just cannot see the stupid grammatical errors. Like I will always write you instead of your. Obviously, I know the difference between you and your, but when I'm when I'm reading it back, my eyes just glaze right over those kind of little grammatical things that can really uh, make your pitch look unprofessional. I use a speech aloud feature on my laptop where I have my laptop essentially read back my piece to me in this like very robotic voice. <laughs> That's how I catch a lot of the grammatical errors or the, the wordy sentences or where it make, doesn't make sense. And um, I also use Otter, which is a transcription app. It's not the best, but it does save you a lot of time. I think the community is anything you want it to be. If you want to be a lone wolf, you can be a lone wolf. If you want to be a major factor in the community, you can do that too. The community can give you everything you want, or if you want nothing, they can do that too. So it's really the community is what you make of it. Um, if you're going to network with other people, you have to be open and honest. And why not? because these are the only other people you can complain to. <laughs> no one is going to be able to commiserate with you if a PR promises you business class tickets and then at the last minute says, sorry, you're flying economy. <laughs> but nobody will feel bad for you. <laughs> Trust me, I know. <laughs> I mean, I, I remember I literally complained about that to a travel writer before, but it was because I was taking the super long haul flight after 
And I, or right before that trip, and I was only on the ground for three nights. And in order to, to do a good job on this trip, the only reason why I said yes to it is because I knew that they were flying business class. So I knew that I was able to hit the ground running. And I knew I was already going to be jet lagged because I had a, a, a trip right before that. So those kind of things, you know, you can't talk about that with the average person because it sounds really <laughs> ridiculous. But when you talk about it with a travel journalist, they get what it's like on the ground and how sometimes having business class isn't about comfort. It's about doing your job when you get there. People always say, there's always a freak of the trip. So, and if you don't know who the freak is, it's you. <laughs> so I think it's really important to kind of, as you're, you know, as you're going through life, you never want to be the freak of the trip. <laughs> Thanks for listening to part eight of our travel writer's journey with Nicole Trillivis. All other episodes are available right now in the Circa app, ad-free, or anywhere you get your podcasts. This series was produced and edited by me, Neil Innes, and executive produced by Stacey Book, Dominic Ferrari, and Abby Glijanski. Huge thanks to Nicole for her time and wisdom. Be sure to check her out on Instagram and Twitter at Nicole Trilleves or at NicoleTrilleves.com. Continue or listen to this journey again right now in the Circa app. Circa, love the world you live in and we'll help you explore it.